0: If you're currently feeling stuck with a sex-related challenge, maybe it's a challenge you have yourself around masturbation, DE, erectile dysfunction, PE, or maybe it's your mismatched libido with your partner that's causing a lot of frustration in your relationship and you don't know what to do about it and you feel like you need a game plan. Well, my VIP intensive is that game plan. It's a deep dive intensive call with me where afterwards I create a game plan with you that's specific to your needs so you walk away knowing the exact steps to take. If you want to sign up for a VIP intensive, all you have to do is go to the link in the description below of this show and you can sign up and schedule your time with me right there. Can't wait to see you and talk to you and help you. Andrew has been extremely supportive, thankfully, because I know there's also women in BII groups where they're like, my husband said he paid for these and he loves them so much and he won't let me get rid of them. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my God. So... Please don't be that guy. Please don't be that guy. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Heads up. I am not a medical professional, so anything I discuss on this episode is just based on my research and how I perceived that research. Do not take this episode as medical advice. Thanks. Hey guys, what's up? I hope you've been well and that you're enjoying your summer. I am very anxious slash excited to have my boob surgery explant surgery so getting rid of my fake boobs and I know I mentioned this before in the previous episode I'm just getting a lot of questions on it and everyone in my Instagram DMs are like how are you feeling I didn't hear everything wait what's going on what's happening (laughs) and I did say I would talk a little bit about it on podcast to update you guys um, since I did mention it a little bit in, in some depth I have been struggling with multiple symptoms of that just seem to have come out of the blue, to be honest, since October. But I did have a situation where I was laying on my parents' floor when I went to visit them in October. And it was like 2 a.m. and I was crying, like almost scream crying, like in a lot of pain. So I thought I had a cyst rupture, um, an ovarian. I didn't know if an ovarian cyst ruptured and that's what the pain was because there wasn't... You know, besides just having my period, um, I haven't had pain like that since I was a little girl with my period, which isn't normal, by the way. So if you have a little girl or you have a, a woman who has crippling pain, like literally on the floor, tears streaming, like that's not normal. And I grew up thinking that that was normal. So I just thought, oh, periods are super, super painful and they take away days of your life because all you could do is lay down in bed and do nothing. Um, but yeah, that's not the case. So you want to get checked out, especially if your if your little girl is showing those kinds of symptoms, because you could save her a lot of pain in her future if you take care of that early on. It possibly might be endometriosis is what I'm referring to um or, or leaning towards because I've I've had a lot of <clears throat> these symptoms that seem to have come out of the blue all of a sudden are very aligned with endometriosis. Um, which is a disease of the reproductive organs. So it's when the tissue lining the uterus is actually growing outside of the uterus where it shouldn't be. And then it starts to grow on, on different organs or it can, you know, it can actually move around your organs because it it just creates this irritation and inflammation where it, it may move your, shift your ovaries around. Um, it can go all the way up to like your lungs, maybe even higher. So it really impacts the entire body. And that's why I just, along with chronic pelvic pain that I've been dealing with since February, nonstop, just about every single day I feel it, which is crazy and new for me. I'm just like, okay, this has to be endometriosis. So I'm, it. It comes with a lot of symptoms, a lot of pain. There's no real cure for it, but like I said, if you catch it early in your young daughter, um, you may, if she gets a surgery, it is very likely to never come back again. But if I were to get a surgery, most, not most likely, if I see a really good doctor, there's a, a chance that it will just come back in a couple years, and then I would have to get the surgery again, or I'd have to deal with all the symptoms again. Had a, I had a consult booked. To speak to an endosurgeon, and I was gonna go to Beverly Hills and get the surgery this summer. And I was like, I need to fucking take care of this. It's taking over my life, you know. I and guys, I had literally, or I've had, I've been having like fifteen to twenty different symptoms, like eye blurriness, ear aches. Um, my scalp is super dry and super flaky. A couple months ago, it was just like all over my pillow, rashes on my scalp anxiety was at an all-time high chronic fatigue I've been like I've gone through right now thankfully I'm not probably because I'm ovulating but I've gone through um weeks where the entire week I was just exhausted even getting like 12 hours of sleep and I'm like what the fuck you know like I couldn't and it wasn't because I was sleeping too much I've done that in the past but it was just my body I had zero energy. Pain in my toes, or like, which is super random. Like bloating constantly. I haven't seen my abs in months, and that's not normal for me. Um, I've seen my abs since I was 19, so a few months ago, maybe in March, not being able to see them due to um, inflammation and bloating, it's been really tough on my body image, and um, just feeling the feeling of being bloated doesn't feel good because you just feel really full and like your stomach is pushed out but it's not fat. It's just irritation. Um, so a lot of gut irritation, constipation, diarrhea, back and forth, back and forth. Just, yeah, like depression feeling for the first time in my life, what that is like, um, which is, you know, just very numbing, um, night sweats, knee pain, Back pain, nausea, you know, I I might have one bite of food and then immediately want to throw up. And I don't throw up. I just feel nauseous for like a half hour. Um, Pain during sex, my vagina's dry, lack of libido. I'm not horny anymore as I was. So it's, yeah, just a lot. (laughs) Like a lot going on. That's not even all of it. I'm just trying to think of some. But, but yeah. So I'm like, all right, fuck. I need to get I need to get this surgery, and I need to take care of this so I can get my life back because I feel like I can't think. Oh yeah, brain fog is another one. Like I've been on a uh, like I've been on a couple client calls where I just had to ask my client to repeat what he said because my brain just like couldn't <laughs> like couldn't hold on to the thought, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what is happening? Um. Yeah, just like doing silly things, just being forgetful. And so where Andrew's like, are you OK? Like, <laughs> what's going on? So so yeah, just a lot. And I had the surgery planned, right? I mean, not the surgery. I had the consult with the surgeon with the surgeon planned for the endo removal surgery. So I was a- about to have that consult in a week. And I I don't know what happened. I went on Instagram and I saw one of the one of the girls I follow. Her name is Lauren Bostick, and she, she has a really cool brand. I love her business. And, um, so I've been following her for a while. So I watch her stories. She's one of like the five stories that I watch and I I go to watch her stories and she's talking about her explant surgery. And she was like, I'm getting an explant today, um, with this doctor in Austin. And I am just like, I just need, I want to change, but also I've just been feeling, some I've just been noticing some things about myself and she wasn't getting like too deep into it but I was like wait a second and then I went to this podcast that I remembered from like a few years five years ago I was in Santa Monica and I listened to this podcast of this other girl I used to follow Angie Lee and she was talking about her um, breast implant illness and how as soon as she got rid of her as soon as she got rid of her fake boobs her health jumped right back into place and all these things, all these symptoms went away. And I was like, holy shit, what if it's my boobs? Like, what if it's not endo? Or what if my boobs are just like bringing on the endo, the fake boobs and the inflammation and lowering my immune system to the point where it's exacerbating the the endo, you know, where maybe the endo wouldn't have presented itself if I didn't have a weak immune system and so much inflammation in my body. So I'm like trying to figure this all out like a puzzle and I'm like wait okay so I should definitely take out my boobs because that's something that's totally in my control and once I take them out they're out right like once I get if I get the endosurgery once it's out it could come back and it most likely will come back if I have inflammation still in my body aka the boobs. So I was like the boobs have to be the first thing that I that I do to see if it's this. And I start looking up all the symptoms of breast implant illness and I listen to that podcast from Angie Lee and she's saying every single symptom that I have that I told you guys. And I'm like, oh my God, they're like the same symptoms. And it's kind of like very similar because apparently they all come on at once And I just by researching all these women with breast implant illness, they're like they all come at you at once. And it's crazy. Like you feel like you're going insane because your body in all different ways. It's not like just your digestion, right? It's also your like endocrine system and it's your nervous system. Like I feel nerve pain. It's like it's it's different parts of my body. Like some women feel cardio um, have respiratory issues. Um, That's the only symptom I didn't have. So being in New York City lately, I was like, all right, I'm not going outside (laughs) because that's the only symptom I'm not struggling with. Not going to risk it with this Canadian forest fire that's impacting the city. But anyway, so I'm like, fuck, okay. So the only thing that, that looks exactly like the endo, I mean, that resonates most to endo is the pelvic, the chronic pelvic pain. So I'm like, all right, that's the only one that's not a breast implant illness symptom. But then again, like... Chronic pain is still a breast implant illness symptom. So it could all be the boobs that are causing this. And I've had my fake boobs for nine years now. So it's been nine years. I never had any symptoms until October. That's when things changed. So, And maybe, to be be honest, living in New York, I I haven't felt my healthiest. I've been here for three years. The first year, I got a concussion doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, that took an entire year to heal from dizziness, headache, sickness. That was really, really tough. The next year, I got staph infection, which is so random. I got it at Equinox. I'm pretty sure I was using a razor there. I cut myself and then, yeah, got staph. The staph was so, it, the staph was not going away. It took five months to go away, which is very scary because staph can get to the point where it can kill you. So it's, it's very dangerous. And what's really interesting, I was looking up the, the infections that are most common with BII, breast implant illness, and apparently staph is the biggest one. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, because the doctors couldn't, I saw three doctors, and um, or sorry, two doctors and three prescriptions to get rid of the staph. And then it finally went away. And, and what's like frustrating for me is the first doctor was like, oh, well, just go away. Keep like taking this. And it was getting worse. And I was like, it's getting worse. Like it's all over my armpit. Like this is disgusting. Like it's painful. Forget disgusting. It was extremely painful to have stuff in your armpit. And I was like, what the? this is not OK. And they're like, just keep taking it. I'm like, so I went to see another doctor and he was like, this is not OK. Like this is like it should be gone. Like, let's get you on this instead. So he changed the prescription and then he got me the point of getting rid of it but it just goes to show like you can't trust every doctor. You can't speak to one doctor today. Um and and it wouldn't hurt to see holistic doctors either because to just be on antibiotic after antibiotic, that's not good for your immunity. You know, I'm not I'm no doctor, so don't take any of this medical advice seriously. I mean, just take it with a grain of salt and then go do your actual research is what I'm saying because I'm just sharing you sharing with you my recent experience here, which has been really scary. And it's it's scary for someone to tell you, oh, you're fine. And then in your gut, you're like, I'm not fine. Something is so wrong. Like, I can't just accept that I'm fine because I know my body and this is not it. Like, this is not normal. Um, So I was grateful to have seen that skin doctor that was was actually empathetic and actually told me, no, this is not good. Like, let's put you on this. So, yeah, so the staff goes away and then I have like six months where I'm fine. And and then that's when that I had that pop feeling or in my in my uterus area where I was at my parents crying on the floor in October. So then that went away for two months and then in February it came back and here's where all the symptoms kind of just went crazy and they've been going crazy and up until this point. So it's been a it's been a wild three years. <laughs> I don't I don't think that New York City is my place to be. I don't think my body's happy here. Um, I think the it's just too toxic of an environment, and who knows if that's to you know if if that's because of my breast implants that have that have <clears throat> caused so much inflammation in my body, and just being in an environment that's so polluted is not helping. It's just making that worse and worse. So I know the environment is playing a factor of being in New York. I know the boobs have to be playing a factor because just hearing all these women talking about. Their symptoms that are just like mine, and then as soon as they get them out, within like weeks, they feel so much better and they feel like themselves again, is just bringing me a lot of hope. And I'm just hoping that I don't have any serious mold or heavy metals in my body, or you know, God forbid, something worse. I just pray that like everything is is fine, and he just takes them out. I'm actually seeing the doctor in Austin that Lauren Bostick saw, and he is he is holistic he takes a very holistic approach to the surgery so I'm really excited about that because he seems to be one of the best and because he he takes it very seriously and in a holistic way there's a whole week where after my surgery I am getting holistic treatment such as like lymphatic drainage and he's also going to run all the like some massages to help my body get rid of every, all the toxicity, he's going to have me do tests before and after to test my gut health, to test my, my, uh, he's going to do an EEG to test my brain fog before and after. That should be interesting. After, before and after he takes out my boobs. And there's just like five tests that he's having me do. So I'm really excited to just see where my body, oh, a food allergy test. So that should be really, really, um, helpful he's also not going to put me on any antibiotic afterwards. So um, that's also good because just being on so many antibiotics, like I got sick so many times last year along with the staff that I was on like six different antibiotics during the year. And it got to a point where I'm like, these are like making me feel worse. Like I'm getting all the symptoms now and like they're ruining my gut. And oh my God, it was just so bad. I just feel like my health took such a wild like negative turn in the past two months I mean two years three if you include the concussion but that was you know obviously just something that happened I didn't you know that's that was a mistake but yeah so it just this whole thing has just been such a wild realization of holy shit these you know why did I even ever think that plastic (laughs) like like fake objects are good to keep in my body, especially for such a long time. But you know, regardless, like my body is going to fight to get these out. And if my immune system is working hard to fight to get them out, then it can't take care of me in other ways where I need to be taken care of. So it's it's just really shown me, you know, the, the truth about, I, I just have such a strong feeling that it's the boobs at this point. I'm just like, I am so excited. I tried to push the surgery Sooner, as early as I could, but I, the, the soonest they can, he can see me is the end of August. So I'm just like, oh man, counting down the days. I'm actually going to do 75 Hard. I don't know if you guys ever, um, if you know what that is. It's There's a, a guy named Andy Fursella, and he's the founder of the 75 Hard program, which is 75 days of a certain challenge. Oh my god, I have a lisp now because I bit the back of my tongue during this episode. I don't know how that happened, but it hurts. <laughs> like, fuck. How did I do that? Um, but anyway, the 75 hard challenge is you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to remain on a strict healthy diet, so no sugar or junk food or alcohol the whole 75 days, like no cheat days, two workouts a day. One is 45 minutes outside and one is 45 minutes inside, or you could do both outside, but one has to be outside. Um, read 10 pages of a nonfiction self-improvement book. Take a progress pick daily because you'll notice your body change. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Super simple. Um, but my reasoning for doing this is because I've been feeling like I've been feeling pretty low to be honest, like really sad quite often. I've never felt so sad in my life consistently just because of all the body stuff I've been dealing with. And, um, you know, especially with my sex life and, um, that's been really hard to talk about sex every day and to be struggling with my own sex life and my body sexually has been just like really, that's probably the worst things along with the um, the bloating, not being able to see my abs and feeling my stomach is very puffy and puffed out, which is just not something I'm used to. It's very uncomfortable too. And, um, and also the, the pelvic pain that's every day. It's like very annoying. It's just always there. Nothing, no matter what I take, gets rid of it. So just to be in this situation where um, I, I just feel like I can't really push myself physically at the gym anymore because of the lack of energy and the pain and my joints hurting. So it's really taken a toll on like my my exercise routine, which has been consistent basically since I was 19. Um, I haven't missed like a couple of weeks since I was 19. So I'm still working out and that's that's still happening. But it's like Andrew is telling me that he's going to climb Mount Shasta, right? And I was going to climb it with him and, and friends. And um, now, like I can't do that because I'm just in in too much pain, so it's it's not an option for me. And he's also doing a Spartan race, and I'm like, I want to feel like a challenge. Like I feel like I'm just hanging on. Like I don't want to feel like I'm just, you know, like I want I want something that will at least mentally challenge me. And and um and I think that's why the 75 hard is a good thing for me to do. And even just give myself the grace of having. Um, having my workouts be walks at this point because there will be days where my body shouldn't be pushed due to the pain I'm in. Um, It's just not smart to do that, especially right before surgery. So I'm just, I want to stay active because it is really important for me to stay active regardless of the pain. And that can mean a walk, you know, just moving my body. That can mean a yoga flow. Um, So definitely gonna just give myself grace there, but still commit and still do it. And um, and that way I can feel like I am part of a challenge. It feels like I'm like doing something hard, and I'm still doing it, you know. And it's it's not easy to do, but I'm choosing to do it. So that feels good to to have something like that that's possible for me at this point. And um and I planned it in a way so that the 75th day is the day before my surgery. So that way I. Um, and super healthy like just have cut out all sugar uh, I can't even attempt alcohol I'll get immediately sick if I even have a few sips so it's really just the, the sugar and the cheat days if I cut those out like no fried foods none of that like no fast no shitty stuff um, and if I cut all that out it's going to put me in the best place for surgery also so I think doing this challenge will best prep my mind and my body for the explant surgery so I'm excited for that too. I think, I think that's a good way to, to go about everything. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there is a chance that I, I wake up from surgery, I don't feel any different. There's a chance that weeks go by or months go by and I still have all the symptoms. There's a chance that all these symptoms are strictly coming from endo endometriosis and maybe that's the next thing I have to take care of. Um, but there's also a chance where the majority of my symptoms go away when, once these boobs come out. So, I really think that's gonna be the case. I think at least half of them are gonna go away very quickly. Um, but that's just my intuition. That's just what I'm really feeling and after hearing all the stories of women, I just i they resonate so much. It's like they're just telling my story. It's crazy so um so yeah, I think I'm in really good hands with the surgeon. I'm really happy I found a doctor who's taking a holistic approach, who isn't just going to like put me on a ton of meds and never see me again after he takes them out. Um, so there's definitely going to be good communication. I feel very supported and safe with his the type of staff that he has taking who take care of his patients. So overall, yeah, I'm excited. But actually in August, what's going to happen is my surgery is the end of August. But in mid-August... I'm gonna get a deflation. So that means they're gonna pop my boobs. (laughs) They're not gonna pop them, but they're going to um, inject like a needle in to suck out the liquid so that I can see what my natural size looks like. And this way, um, then we wait two weeks. That happens two weeks before surgery. So I get a good idea of my natural breast tissue filling out again. And then I get to see if I want to uh, do a lift, if if they're a little saggy, um, if I want to do a lift or you know a fat transfer I might do down the road that's a lot safer but I don't even think I'm gonna go there I think if anything I'll just choose to do a lift if there's if they're saggy I want to make them little perky cute ones so <laughs> so yeah that's a, a maim and for and uh, so that would be interesting that would be in- so unfortunately I can't keep keep the titties um, or the bags I should say the toxic bags <laughs> not makes sense um, I was going to keep them. Someone on Instagram is like, are you going to keep them in a jar? I'm like, uh, probably not. But I I mean, I'm, I am going to keep them, right? But at this point, if they're sucking the liquid out, I don't think I'll be able to keep them. But yeah, so that will be a one-day thing. That's literally, I'm going to be, it's just local anesthesia, so I'm going to be awake as they're sucking out <laughs> the liquid from my fake boobs. And then two weeks later, I go back and he takes out the capsule, which is the whole that's you know causing all the inflammation it's the it's the body protective layer of it's the body's way of protecting me from the foreign object so the capsule is kind of like the coating of the that the body creates naturally over the plastic so yeah very interesting and then I'm just gonna that will take 30 minutes and then I'm gonna go right back home Andrew and I are just gonna spend one day doing that so pretty interesting just crazy I <laughs> I don't know oh uh, what to expect there's just so much up in the air like in my mind like oh my god what's gonna happen I just want everything to be okay I just want to be healthy I just want my health back and just doing whatever I can at this point to eat anti-inflammatory food because that's what keeps my gut okay and um I haven't had as much bloating because I finally found foods that are anti-inflammatory for my body. It's hard because even if there are anti-inflammatory foods that you can Google, you still have to see if they work as anti-inflammatory for you because some of them don't. Like there are certain foods on there that didn't work for me, Um, so I had to find out through trial and error like what's what's working for me right now what's giving me energy what's making me feel good versus what's making me want to throw up as soon as I eat it <laughs> uh so yeah that's that's also new because I'm just used to being able to eat whatever I want um but I have eaten very healthy the majority of my life and I you know I will continue that and I wanted to continue that but it's just you know it's nice to have pizza every once in a while without having to throw up (laughs) um but yeah so we will see I just want to I'm gonna do another episode after this just informing you guys how I feel once the boobs are out that way I can solidify that this is actually what's been causing everything and um and I just want you guys to be aware that this can happen to your woman or your daughter Um, Breast implant illness is becoming more and more prevalent and spoken about. And the FDA actually acknowledged it recently in like 2018. So years ago, it was like, oh, that's like nonsense. that's not a real thing. And now they're finding specific cancers that are related to BII, breast implant illness. So you definitely want to do research, have your women do research. And even just looking at some Instagram posts where there's like, there's women like, okay, well it doesn't affect every woman. So, you know, it's speak for yourself, you know, um, not to me, but I've seen other posts where women are like, I don't think it's like fair to fear to put women in fear when they're not even experiencing symptoms. And it's like, okay, well, I'm mad at myself for not listening to that podcast. Like, I listened to it, but I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to believe that it was true. And so once a year, I would, like, go back to it and then be like, Argh. like, I don't want to take them out, but, like, oh, this is scary. And then it wasn't until I got all these fucking symptoms that may have brought on endometriosis for me. Who knows? I had to get sick in order to realize, like, I need to take that podcast seriously. And I need to take breast implant illness seriously. So it's just not worth it. You know, it's not worth it having to get sick and then have things be irreversible for your body or your woman's body um, before she decides to get him out you know or if she starts getting symptoms like just let her know like it could be this and do the research because I've had guys reach out to me after I shared this and they were like oh my god this is crazy because my wife, like, the last few months has been feeling sick. Like, she keeps getting sick, and it's so weird. It's, like, really random, and she has fake boobs. And I'm like, dude, like, this is so many stories. Like, they all come on at once. All these symptoms come on at once. I'm not trying to scare you or your woman either, but, like, I'm just trying to share based on my experience. Like, this is... You you just have to take it seriously, and you have to be ready to... to um, just I guess be ready to do it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than I'm. I wish I did this so much sooner. I wish I took them out and realized that I don't need toxic bags in my body, like to to be more feminine. Like that's just not something I need. Um, am I worried about how I'm gonna look? A tiny bit. Um, Just because I really, I really like, I really do like the shape of my boobs, but I keep reminding myself I'm not losing my boobs. I'm losing the toxic bags that have been like crushing my boobs. Like they've been pressing against my poor real boobies (laughs) like all this time. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, So yeah, so I am, I have to remind, (laughs) I have to keep reminding myself, I'm actually going to get my real boobs back. That's what this surgery is about. It's not getting rid of my boobs. It's getting my boobs back and getting my health back so when I think of it that way it's very empowering I'm very excited um Andrew has been extremely supportive thankfully because I know there's also women in BII groups where they're like my husband said he paid for these and he loves them so much and he won't let me get rid of them (laughs) I'm like what the fuck oh my god so please don't be that guy please don't be that guy um Yeah, always support your woman's health over everything, just as she should always support your health over everything. And um, yeah, I'm fortunate to have Andrew just immediately support me from like day one of me saying it. The one thing, the first thing he did was just say like, are you sure? Like, have you done research? And I just said, yeah. And he was like, okay, like, show me some videos. Let's look into it. And he spent like two hours researching with me, which was also really nice because I didn't feel alone, you know, during this whole thing. Um, and I felt like he was like good with it. There was never any awkwardness and that really helped a lot. It really, it really did. And he, he's been seeing how sick I've been. So he's like, it's not worth it. Like, you know, we want to get you healthy, but I hope that's a good reminder for you to show how much your support means to your woman. And it's, it's very obvious when to her, when you're not being supportive and it's very – it just feels so good when you are. Like, for instance, I, I've i been in – relate like, I'll say to Andrew often, like, how um, – like, I'll just kind of be, like, in shock or in awe of certain things he does for me. And he's like, isn't that just, like, the right thing to do? <laughs> like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, but I've never been with a guy like that. Like, I've never been with a guy who, like – you know, with this this endo surgery when I th- or this endo consult when I thought I was going to have it, um I called him and I was like there's a date that's on the that's on the same date that we have to travel and you know, I could pick the later one but I'd really prefer this one. He was like he was like pick that one. We'll change the flights. It's no problem. Just do it. Call back and do it. And it was just like things like that that he's just he doesn't even think about like he just knows immediately okay what's in Steph's best interest I'm gonna do that like no questions asked and it was like he had me crying like it was such an emotional moment like I'm I'm crying now um because he just hung up the phone and it was just such a quick decision that was obviously because he loved me you know like he didn't even have to think it was just like I love her Let like we'll we'll cancel the trip we'll remove the trip like it's And I know this trip is really important to him. Like, I'm going to meet his family. He's going to go climb a mountain. Like, it's just like a big trip. So it was, it was really touching. It was really touching. And like that little moment that I just had with him doing that, like just showed so much how much he, just showed how much he cared and loves me. And yeah, I think that just goes such a long way. You know, just think about your relationship now and the level of support that you give to your partner and the level of love that you show, and how good it feels when you get that in return, right? And and sometimes if we want to get that in return, um, or some if we want to get those things, it's a matter of doing it more ourselves. And sometimes it's just who's going to take the lead, you know, and I, I know that that can be frustrating too, because maybe you're like, oh, I like, I don't want to have to always take the lead. But If you want certain things in your life or you want to be treated a certain way or you want to show a certain style of communication more in your relationship, then you either have to show it and lead by example and or you have to directly communicate about it so that your partner definitely understands where you're trying to go with it, you know, because I've had I've had a client recently who is like, I what was he saying? I can't remember the specifics right now, but it was like he want he would like test his partner to see if she would do things that have to do with his love language um, and then she wouldn't and then he would like call her out and be like, see, you don't do this. And I'm like, instead of testing her, why don't you just talk to her and say, hey, like this means a lot to me when you do this and I would love to see it more. Like, is that... What do you think about that? Or hey, remember when you did this for me? I felt the most. I felt like your man when you did that. Um, that felt so good. Just to call out specific things that have to that show your partner, hey, this makes me feel really loved. Hey, this makes me feel like your man. Hey, this makes me feel blah blah blah. Um, I would I would love if like this this happened more in our relationship or however you want to say it. But you can't just get you can't just have your partner guess and you can't assume that all partners are treated equally and all all people are going to, you know, like giving you giving you quality time or buying you a gift to show they love you like that's not how every partner is going to look at things. So you can't get upset if you don't get a gift or you don't get the quality time if you've never communicated that or showed the importance of that to your partner. You know, there's too much guessing, there's too much assuming where it's like, oh, well, obviously that would show they love me, but they never do it. It's like, but have you asked for it? Because there are many different ways to show love. And maybe your partner is trying to show you love in a way that doesn't really resonate with you as love, but it does for them. So they think they're doing the job, but you have to speak up for yourself. You know, just as our sexual needs are our responsibility our orgasm and our pleasure is our responsibility it's your responsibility just as much as it is hers we can't put our partner in control of that because only we know what our body wants and what our body needs in the moment and how we want to be touched and how long we want to be touched for and what we want to be touched with like if we don't share that stuff it's not fair and we can't blame our partner for that we have to look at our communication and see how direct we're being, you know? So um, so yeah, just a reminder that um, your support means everything to her. And if she's not supporting you, if she is, you know, show her appreciation for that so that you guys do keep your support strong. Like for with me and Andrew, I'll say to him like, that was so nice. Like, oh my God, thank you. Wow, that's so nice. And he's just like, okay, you're welcome. <laughs> he like, doesn't see it a big deal sometimes, but he realizes how important it is to me, so he plays along, right? And, um, and if you're not feeling supported, then I encourage you to first do a reflection and ask yourself, have I been doing my best to communicate what I need? And has that been clear in my communication? And if it has been clear and it's been frequent, um then bringing it up to your partner is really important. Just flat out and saying, hey, I really haven't felt supported by you lately. It would really help if you checked in with me maybe like twice a week and just said, hey, babe, how are you doing? That would make me feel supported. See how direct that is. And some people, you know, when I when I share this type of advice, they're like, well, that's so awkward. And that's like, they should just love me enough to just do that. And But no, like they shouldn't know. And you can't think of your partner as this perfect person that has to know you inside and out. And in fact, it's a good thing when they don't know you inside and out. It means you guys have so much more to learn about each other and you can grow so much more. you know that's why it's important to keep your own life and have things that are important to to you that you can then go to your partner and share with. And um, then you have things to share and you have this newness and this mystery about the two of you. So anyway, I could take this topic all over the place, but (laughs) I'm just gonna. I hope that was um, a a useful lesson, and I just want to end by saying I appreciate your support because honestly, when I shared about my BII situation and um, just the health symptoms and stuff, I I made an Instagram story when I was staying at the Win in in Las Vegas. If you guys remember, I was like in a robe um, sharing this and. I was I was a little embarrassed to share it I I'm embarrassed to put out this podcast to be honest because it's just like so it just feels so personal but um I also know it's important to to share and it's healing to share and um and just to let you guys know you know you guys have been so supportive of my work and and you it seems like a lot of you do care about what's going on with me so when I'm not showing up for days at a time you know I feel like it's my duty to explain that yeah so I just wanted to share that with you and when I when I did share that day at the hotel I was expecting like maybe a lot of jokes about my boobs like oh don't get rid of them blah 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 like Not a lot of it. I was expecting that and I knew that would get to me and that would like be hurtful. But like there was only one comment that was joking around like that and the rest were just super nice. Like super. Oh my god. Getting emotional again. (laughs) Just really, really nice messages. Like messages where I'm like, oh my god, like why do they care so much? (laughs) And I'm just like, this is so nice. Oh my god. Um so I felt really loved. I really did feel loved and appreciated with all of your messages and I really truly mean that. So I appreciate your support and I feel like I've I've just been feeling so weak lately and um and that that day just reading all of your comments on Instagram after I shared made me feel so strong and like it just made me feel like healing is going to come my way and it's going to happen quickly. And yeah, it was just really, really nice. So I just want to end with a thank you because your support means everything to me. And um, especially around this, what I'm going through right now. So yeah. All right. I'm going <laughs> to sign off before I start blowing my fucking eyes out. Uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. And. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world. We'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.